Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 721 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today after a great weekend of D1 Wrestling. I'm joined by James Dean Raider, the best mustache in the game, Ben Funky uh, Askren, the best coach in the game, possibly, maybe one day. He's pretty good. Do Doing it. pretty good, Ben. Going, Keegan going O'Toole, well. he he gave us, you know, he's he's one of our faves. He gave me a little Keegan scare Sh- there. Always be cradling. <laughs> there you go. Keegan continues to always be cradling. He always be cradling. Oh, cradle of Weber. He cradled. Yeah, that was a big win. He's doing good. Um, we were talking before the show. You got you got quite a few guys on D1 rosters, Ben. I didn't realize. Twenty yeah, nine. Someone in Wisconsin compiled a list of everyone, so then that was that was really thankful because then I just had to count them. Uh, we have twenty nine, so a lot on Wisconsin. I think we have five on Northern Iowa, four on Missouri, four at Little Rock. So yeah, we're uh, kind of clustered in a few different places, and then a few scattered around here and there. And you're really you're sending a lot to you and I, just siphoning uh, quite the pipeline. We 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 really like them a lot. Um, we've built a really good relationship. Um, Taylor Wuhan had come up for some camps. Then obviously Coach Schwab came up, Coach Pugh, Roper. We really get along with him. Uh, and then they, just, they love like the kind of guy Parker is, you know, just hard worker, good kid, ask good questions, that type of stuff. And then Parker and Dejan were buddies. And that, yeah, it just started rolling. That's awesome. Yeah. I remember, I remember Lee when he first started coaching in college was like Wisconsin's one of the most untapped states in wrestling and yeah man they tapping it <laughs> yeah they're they're tapping it significantly it's working yeah working well so uh yeah. fun weekend of wrestling even though there were some uh some duels that weren't super competitive just getting our first looks at some of iowa our first looks at penn state oklahoma state michigan was was scrapping as well um mm-hmm. and want to start with with penn state they had two duels. I don't know if you got to watch them or not, Ben. I think you caught Didn't some of them. Didn't watch the entirety, but I wa- yeah, I watched a good portion of them. So overall thoughts on Penn State is 
that lineup is not going to get it done. And well, let me ask you, is, is it the Hildebrand thing? There has been so many rumors. Is it going to be like, is anyone going to come out and say it's true or not true? I'm we just sure. sent a detective to State College. Detective? How do you know we haven't? How do we know? Columbo. We may have a yeah, Detective Columbo. One last question, Kale. Um, no, I mean, yeah, the rumors are out there. I, they're obviously in pursuit. We'll see if, they, if he ends up there. They're going to need him. They're, They're going to they, need him. They'll need Drew Hildebrand at 125 or something else. Someone that is not on their team at 125 uh, yeah. for improvement there. I th- 57, that's not a solution that's going to score points. They need Joe right. Lee or Bearclaw in the mix there. Otherwise, that's not going to work. Edsel might be the guy at 65. I don't know. I don't know what really? they're going to do there. I don't know. Um Maybe. I mean, I think Facundo is going to be I the better guy, but it's, develops really is he going to be better by enough to use him? I'm not sure. But their um, their big guns you know, look good to me. Max Dean looked good. fantastic. Yeah. Um, um. How about? I mean, I guess the result to me that was the most shocking. Christian was uh, DGK 15-0 over over uh, Gast and Gary. Yes. Yes. Wow. They well, he conveniently didn't allow Gaston Gary to get to the third period or overtime, <laughs> where he thrives. Funny, funny how that works. But yeah. no, Kirk Kirkfleet looks, he looks really good. He looks really, really good, that and he loves snapping people's face through the mat. He, yeah, the Sacred Heart guy was was just helpless, which to is be. one of my favorite takedowns. The snap down, yeah, just it's, a hard snap where you put someone's face through the mat. Yeah, that's a it's a good one. Yeah, Kirkfleet looked, he looked freaky. He looked as yeah. advertised. I want to see him. Because um, if you ahead. look back uh, on uh, on Traub's old results from say 2020, because it you know he gets beat by the best guys, but he, oh, Gable only beat him 13 to two. But you know he got 2-0 against Hilger. He's got mm-hmm. a 4-2 loss against Tanner Hall. Um, I think 4-0 against Cassiope. Like I don't. He's not getting killed, you know. And now he is getting killed. He did. He did get killed. Uh, Kirk, but to me, the story is Kirkfleet, right? And yeah, you can't put too much, a ton of stock in these wins. But you put a little bit, to your point, dominating Gaston Gary like that. And, you know, that's a – if he's a finalist and not, you know, fifth or sixth, that's, that's a big difference. If he can be, remains to be seen. I know, you know, Penn State's pretty bullish that he can go with everyone maybe outside of Gable. I thought Starachi looked really impressive. Thought he was maybe like uh, one of the OW candidates for Penn State. That in those two duels, thought he was looking to score the entire time. For me, the most actually, you 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 cite one twenty or two eighty five. <clears throat> the Bartlett one zero over Crooks was probably the most the the one for me. That I was like shocked that it materialized that way. Crooks has always been a, so- a solid guy, but to see Bartlett ridden for for ninety one seconds and then. Have to, right, um, huh? Oh, he got ridden the second period for 91 seconds. Yeah, he had it was a minute, minute 31 of riding time going into that. Oh, I'm pretty sure like that long. Wow, yeah. So for him to win 1 0 was and have that kind of issues underneath and to just yeah. ha- have a hard time generating offense. I thought he looked, I think he looked small and he's gonna have to, the bottom can't be an issue for him because if you're gonna be, um, a guy who's going to want to win one to two takedown matches. You can't have, 
you can't know. have a, a kind of hole like that. So yeah, we'll and see. that that top ride, I was so annoyed. Uh, what was the other match I was really annoyed with, Christian? There's two matches where I texted you. Oh, it was the Ferrari Stemmet in the first period, um, specifically the first period. The ride was such a stall ride, and the Bartlett Just was take worse. them to the edge. They stand out, yeah. get out, push them out. I, I, the for me, the top pushing the bottom guy out is one of the worst stallings in wrestling that no one ever calls. But Bartlett was worse. Bartlett, when he goes on top and he goes like double, the legs are over the top and they drape around, and he kind of hooks the ankles. Like, how are they letting him sit there for more than like three seconds without calling him for stalling? It is so bad. Yeah, so he got he did put a tough ride on and was able to to get the win. You call um, it tough, I call it stalling. Yeah, I mean, listen, full period ride out is still grown man stuff. Think it, that is grown man stuff. One, two, if if you get warned, then you adjust. So he's probably Correct. in his mind thinking, okay, yeah, maybe one at one point I will get hit for this, but until why would I change? So I think it's a, it's on the refs to call it, and who knows if yeah. that changes the. How it is? I feel like top stalling is so rarely called. I mean, so, so rarely, yeah. it's so rare, and I don't think you're going to see officials look to get super involved uh, unless there's a a major issue. That's so, where I, you know, I, I and I complain, and I'm sure I'm just complaining because it's not going to adjust at all. But if we just called stalling when people were stalling and we didn't have to have 47 rules on grabbing the leg or mm-hmm. uh, five second when they're rear standing, like if we just called it like it was, then it would just be so much better. But I know I'm with that's wishful thinking on my part. Yeah. So um, go ahead. Hey, do you that that uh, 133 pounder was pretty competitive with RBY. I mean, I know this finals going to being eight three, but it was five three with. A couple seconds left, and I think the guy went for something. Um, I was kind of impressed with him. He had some good scramble skills, you know, not not nearly enough to take out RBY, but he was uh, it was competitive. I agree. Um, I that surprised me. I figured it would be a little more. And Shaner was not the thirty three I expected. I thought it was uh, is it Turner that's been their starter there at thirty three for a little bit. Yeah, Kevin uh, Turner was. So yeah, eight three final. I figured I beat him out. Yeah, he's he's uh he, I, my assumption is, is that he did beat him out, but for Roman to not get bonus there when bonus points are like the the theme and the thing they're talking, they talking about the about. most, you know, in the during media days, like hey, we got to score bonus points. That's yeah. the kind of match where you need at NCAs, you need to get bonus points, and and he didn't get it, and maybe Shaner surprised him a little bit, and you know Roman. Um, yeah, you know we know we know where Roman's going to be Saturday night. It's probably yeah. wrestling and probably wrestling Dayton Fix in the NCAA finals. If I had to Definitely guess, possible. So I just looked up that sh- the Shaner kid. Um, he was he was he was not a starter last year, but he was six and one. He had wins over Reese Woodcraft and Paul Bianchi. So oh wow, uh, notable. Yeah, that's pretty pretty solid. Uh, I really wish that they would have wrestled on. Depends, they would have wrestled some of the matches on Sunday. And I know a, I think a couple other guys did, but so they had the Journeyman Classic on Sunday after the duels yeah. on Saturday. Would have been nice to see them a couple other guys in there. Yeah, Beard was there and he was dominant. Uh, yeah. But yeah, there, there was was not a large large contingent there. Mm-hmm. So that was Penn State. They need they'll need different guys to win it all because because <laughs> there's a this is not like a, I think it was 2012. They won. I think they had five All Americans, but they all made the finals. That kind of a team, I don't think, can win NCAs this year. 
Um, well, let's talk about Iowa because we just saw them for the first time and there was some interesting happenings. Um, so yes. I was annoyed that there was some Iowa versus Iowa medical forfeits in the finals. It was like, well, you do just came to beat up on D3 guys and then go home or what? But then I guess... That's the Ben Askren playbook. What do you mean? Well, I had a purpose. I wanted to get to 100 pins and I didn't get there, <laughs> but I got really damn close. I actually said Keegan O'Toole... I don't want to put any ideas in your head, but maybe you should try to go for 100 pins. You got to start pinning some bums to do that. Um, yeah. Or maybe you can just pin all the guys. Um, never know. So, uh, anyways, I had a purpose in doing it, JD. Yes, it was in my playbook. But if they're just going to get a workout, they could have got that at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Um, yeah. The two matches that we did want to see the most, though, we did get to see, which was uh, DeSanto and Colin Shriver and um Patrick Kennedy and Alex Marinelli and I I think there's uh something to glean from both of those matches um I think in the first one I, I what I was most shocked by uh was the same if the Santo goes up six to two on you in the first period it's usually going to be a bloodbath right generally you know I mean that the Santo only gets sport, worse it usually only gets worse and uh, it didn't. It ended up 8-4. DeSanto did not get a takedown in the last two periods. Um, so, you know, I think that's, that's probably positive for the Hawkeyes that Schriever is competitive, I guess I'd say, with DeSanto. I was annoyed in the third period when he was he chose neutral and he's down 8-4. And he didn't even, this dude didn't even take a shot till I think, 40 seconds left in the period. It's like, I mean, are we trying to keep this close or are we trying to win here? Yeah. Um, so you're annoyed that Schriever didn't shoot? Yeah, bro, if you're down by four points, that's – that's. Oh, think about this. That's four takedowns probably because you're going to go 8-6, 9-6 on the escape, 9-8, 10-8 on the escape, 10-10, is, that's the third takedown, but you can't ride him, so he gets away. So that's 11-10, you're losing. you got to get a fourth takedown. I mean, that, that's four takedowns in two minutes. That's a freaking lot of takedowns. Yeah, I think with, with DeSanto, the, the go-behind threat is so strong that I think – I mean – to my point, are we trying to keep matches close or are we trying to win? Yeah. That's what, I mean, listen, if I'm coaching this dude, that's what I'm saying to him. I'm the, maybe, uh, maybe I should be a commentator here and not a coach. But if I'm coaching this dude, he, he needs four takedowns. He doesn't start shooting until there's 40 seconds left. I'm on his ass. Let's go. Yeah. I, like, I like Coach Ben. Feel free to implement your, your strategy. Yeah. Uh, no, that's a, that's a good point. I think maybe he was just hoping for a competitive match and to take something away. I'm sure... I'm sure when Colin got to Iowa, he was getting destroyed by DeSanto in the initials. Yeah. So it's probably, maybe for him it's progress. But for Ben, Ben's saying think bigger. Well, like I'm, no, here's what I'm saying. I'm, not, I'm saying if the score is 8-4, to four, listen, you can wrestle him every day. You're on the same freaking team as him. But if the score yeah. is 8-4, to four, we're going to the third period and you choose neutral. You know what you need to do to win. And four takedowns in two minutes is hard. Four takedowns in 20 seconds dare I say, maybe impossible. Yes. Very so you got to give yourself opportunity. Uh, yeah, no, no doubt. And then Kennedy and, and Bull, very kind of a boring match, really. A lot of hand really fighting, boring. which is not super surprising because they're both really good hand fighters. Uh, Kennedy seemed like he, he had a couple attacks, sort of half attacks, so did Bull, and then Bull got to his body lock and got the takedown, and that was it, basically the yeah. match. Again, no no real attacks till later in the match. Did you get the feeling uh, at all during the match you were watching like a mirror or a clone of each other? 
Yes, I said it on the watch party. They're the same person. Okay. I got that vibe big time. Yeah. Extremely similar styles. And to me, I think that'll put all the... That match should put all the Kennedy starting this year rumors to bed. I really? Think, yeah, for sure. It's one takedown. One, exactly. Exactly. And... And Bull so you're it. saying because he's the, the he's a senior and, and I mean Patrick Kennedy could still redshirt to your point exactly. Um, he's clear. He's clearly not bent enough to burn a redshirt. Yeah, he's not. It's not some and just disrespect Marinelli like that. <laughs> That's yeah. been your guy for yeah. a handful of years. Yeah. Okay. I would obviously I I hope they wrestle at the uh, Midlands mm-hmm. also. I'm I'm assuming both of them will be in the bracket. That would be my assumption as well. I, I would expect mm-hmm. that. So. There, there's that. I mean, Kennedy's going to be good. If you're an Iowa fan, you should just be excited that you've got a guy that's going to yeah. wrestle well for you next year at 165. It shows they're not going to take a step back. Right, right. 160, yeah. boy, you know, how much better is 165 going to get or remain is the question. Cause, is good. Because who, who leaves that that class? Evan Wick? Evan Wick's gone. Marinelli's gone. And I believe Wenzel's gone. Yes, Wenzel. Right. Wenzel's been having some not so great results. This he didn't look year. great. You... He did not look uh, great against Edinburgh. Let me let me just Google this real quick. Wrestle stat. So this man, he, yeah, he won three zero and three one over two guys that I never really heard of. Yeah. So that was not a. I I felt similarly like oh man. Um, yeah. Those are not dominant dominant wins. He might be a little big. I wonder if he's got a cut. Kind of acclimating sure, down. Um, that's the point. Um, so that that could be factoring in, but yeah, yeah. sixty five is going to be tough. And I, wow. David Carr, there's I actually, have to assume is going to move up at some point. Yeah, there's actually a lot of seniors here, Christian. There's a top in the in the top eleven. There's seven seniors. So Bullard, Romero, Valencia, Weber, Wick, Marinelli, Wenzel. Okay, so that's seven in the top eleven. Quite a few. That's quite a bit. Yeah. So. Kennedy will fit in well. Other Iowa news or notable results is is Clayton Whiting beating Abe Asad. Um Ben Askren, your your, yeah. your guy there, got it done against Abe Asad. I did not expect this. I you know, I also I also didn't. Clayton obviously has been wrestling well, had a good finish at Fargo, had a good finish at Super Thirty Two. Two weeks ago, kind of came down to the buzzer with that takedown against um uh what's the damn Minnesota kid's name? Scrappy dude likes uh, lat whips and chin whips. Oh, Rogatsky? Rogatsky, thank you. Came down to the buzzer. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he stood in there and hand fought with Abe Asad and was able to kind of, it was a, it was a re-attack where he shoots in, um, not clean, and then, you know, Asad's sprawling and he kind of ducks him and, and powers him up into a double leg and puts him down. So, man, that, that's a huge win for him. He actually, this is his second open tournament. He won last weekend at the UW Stevens Point Open. Um, he actually beat one of our other guys that's in college, a kid named, uh, Reese Warcheck. I want to say he's ranked top 10 in division two. Wow. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's re- really impressive stuff from Clayton and he is, uh, he is headed to Reese is number 12 and, uh, in D2. So I just checked. Um, yeah. So again, then Clayton's headed to university of Missouri. Yeah. And that's a, that was a, freaking manly takedown he got against him and manly <laughs> for for Assad, you know you're you're on the bench last year nelson brands beats you out pretty at least in the freestyle match pretty decisively so i figured we would see uh you know fired up and like 
super offensive and a guy yeah. that's in pursuit of a, a starting spot. And now Clayton Whiting's no slouch, but he's not exactly – he's not um, – I don't know. He's not Jesse Mendez, right? He's not this guy who's uh, – he's doing good. But he hasn't been, but maybe maybe he's going to turn into that. Maybe he is. Maybe so. Yeah. This is a turning point, maybe. Maybe it could be. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a tremendous win. Bottom line, if you're a starter at the University of Iowa and with All-American NCAA champion aspirations, you should not be losing right. to high schoolers in your third year um, in college. And yeah, sure. so if you're, if you're a Hawkeye fan, you're not, you're not selling the stock, but it's concerning, and you're probably thinking, okay, it's probably – I took that – I saw that match, and I said, okay, Nelson's going to be the guy this year if he's healthy. Where is Nelson? Is he oh, – because we haven't seen him he anywhere, right? A, he wasn't he, a wrestling either. Know, he's in Iowa. Um, he was, I think – Chopping um, wood and shooting things. Shooting things. And, they and if like, he tells me anything else, he's lying. <laughs> he could be on – this guy loves to hike. Uh, for Nelson, really? it's, it's the climb. Oh man, this guy on Instagram—he's always at the top of some beautiful. He needs peak. to be a—he di- needs to be a disc golfer because see, I just say you know hiking's boring. You just walk around wandering and shit. And disc golf—you walk around the woods and you actually have a purpose to get it in the basket. So Nelson, you want to be a disc golfer? Hit me up. Okay. Um. Up op- there's the opportunity. The thing is, I don't think that if you look at, at Nelson's hikes, I, there's not many. There's not going to be a lot of baskets. The stakes for an errant throw. Is, the thing is, the thing is gone. It's not going to work. You, you, it's not exactly uh, AWA here. Mount Elbert, Colorado, fourteen thousand. This mountain. Wow. No, JD. I played. I played at um, uh, Leadville, highest course in the country. It's eleven thousand feet. Leadville. Yeah, Colorado. Ta- Colorado. I've been there. Absolutely. Okay. Mount Albert is the highest uh, point, I believe, in the whatever 48 states, minus Alaska. Like oh, really? Yeah, it's pretty high. Definitely the highest in Colorado. Holy cow. Right. What's the highest point in Iowa? It's got to be tough hiking in uh, in Iowa. It could be the top of the hill where Cover Hawkeye Arena is. I think that it might could be, be it. Where, find, find where it is. Highest point in I Iowa. Think it's somewhere Hawkeye in Dubuque point. Dubuque or something. 1,670 feet above sea level. Wow. That is not, not high. <laughs> that is not high at all. That's like a that's like a never mind. I'm not even gonna make I'm not even gonna make a marijuana joke. This is a family show and I don't I don't smoke drugs. Okay. So yeah, for somehow the point is I think Nelson will probably be the guy. That's what I take from the Assad result. Now, could be outlierish type of thing, but I just did not expect that kind of a Kind of a loss. But maybe Clayton Whiting will go on and have a transcendent career and it'll all make more sense. But right now, it's just an Iowa starter losing to a high school wrestler. Look at this. Hawkeye Point. Climbing, hiking, and mountaineering. And then look at the picture. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cornfield. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. I was distracted. No, this it is, is kind of funny. Um, no, I think I think Clayton is going to obviously a pirate shirt next year in Missouri. Uh, I think he would have a good chance at making the UWW junior team next year. It's well, there was a a tiger on that team at that weight. I think this year with uh, the Hawks, Colton, Colton Hawks. Colton yeah. Hawks. They they have a uh, a glut young, of young eighty four pounders there. Yeah, they do, huh? Yes. I know Clayton was considering going 174, which, you know, oh I didn't know. Really, he's super strong, so he did, I, I didn't feel the need for him to go down. But, uh, I mean, maybe that's an option because Mako is Mako's a sophomore. And what, Jer- I guess Jeremy Kensel is a sophomore also. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Iowa shows a little bit of, I mean, the small, I mean, compared to Penn State's vulnerability, it's it's sort of minuscule because Penn State has three weights that are going to be pretty problematic. Iowa's, you know, potential All-American type of guy, but there's help there. If if Assad doesn't have it to, to place this year, they've got other guys that could go. Um, yeah. So... They're not quite as much vulnerability, but we didn't see the whole Iowa team. And we will this Friday. Is it Friday? The Princeton duel? Yes. Jermichael Dean? Okay. Friday. We so will be watch partying up. It'll be a party in the street till the break of dawn here on the right. on the watch party. So we'll see Iowa's squad. I'm not sure who will go at eighty four. My assumption is Nelson, but um that'll be that'll be definitely a story to watch. Big matches there. The Princeton duel would be Spencer Glory if it happens. Now, did you yes, talk to Glory about this match? Uh, yes, he was not committed to whether he was wrestling or not. What? Glory's got to make the walk here. Damn. You can't. You can't say Spencer ducked you and then yeah, can't do it. And then not make the walk. And I know it's a quick turnaround, and I know that's not that easy from from being in Serbia, but. I, I think that that is tough too because he said he had been training pretty much solely freestyle the past two years. Didn't wrestle last year too. Now you got to defend on bottom. His his he has plenty of reasons. I won't even call it excuse. He has reasons to not wrestle this oh, duel. Yeah. But you can't do what yep. you did two yeah. years ago and then not wrestle because if you don't remember. It was one week or less than a week before Senior Nationals uh, at Fort Worth, the Olympic Trials qualifier that Spencer won. He beat NATO. Nick Soriano was there. He beat Vito. Beat all those guys. So Spencer did not wrestle the Princeton duel. And there was a lot of chirping from the Princeton side about ducking and this and that, particularly from Patrick Glory. So I think, I think Glory will wrestle. I think Glory will wrestle. He can't, I, think, I think he's got to got to. You can't put I it out there to. like that and then – Say I'm acclimating or I'm this or I'm that. I think I think he got to make the walk there. We'll see if he does. I think he will. I think it's a it's a big match. And um, why not go and get another feel for Spencer? Feel where you're at against him. Even if you take an L, who cares? The, the, Generally speaking, the quote underdog. lower level underdog unquote guy. It only helps you more the more times you wrestle the other guy. And that's true. Literally with Glory's trajectory, he got teched, and then he it was a lot closer the second time they wrestled when it was at Midlands. Now, that could have been for reasons, I don't know, that weren't experience-related, but that's still been the trajectory. I don't know yeah. if that trajectory will continue. I think uh, Spencer may not engage in the in the back-and-forth with Glory Trash Talk, but I'm certain he's aware of it, and I'm, I would imagine that he'll have a, a particular emphasis around anyone that... Um, Kind of calls him out like that. He called out. Then we speaking got, about this. Yeah, this was, this was interesting. This was interesting. So Spencer was talking about Killian Cardinal, calling him for stalling in the match, um, and in their NCA match, where Spencer Spencer was up big, and then you know Spencer backed out of bounds, and Killian wanted a stall call, and did not did not get it, and so. Spencer was kind of talking about that exchange. He's like, bro, you're down big. He's like, I'm 20, 25%. What are you calling me for stalling for? And then Killian, he gets on Twitter and is like kind of poking at Spencer for making excuses, even though Spencer won. 
Um, so uh, interesting back and forth. Do we have any of that, JD? I saw it in the doc. Do we have any of it yeah. to pull up? Oh, okay, yeah. It's it's uh, from Wrestling Change My Life podcast. Yeah. I'm th- pretty sure. Yeah, we can show this. All right, it's cool. I had one kid in, in the next tournament. He took me down twice in, like, the last period. And right in the middle, he called me for stalling like this. And I look at the scoreboard, and it was, like, 15 to 4. And I was like, <laughs> I was like what do you call me stalling for? Right. I was like, you don't even know that I'm, I'm like, 20%. I was like, and you're being majored by me. Like, I could have teched you if I got that last thing down. <laughs> Oh, it's Bash Mania. Yeah. Max, you know. Yeah. So I was laughing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I thought it was just bracket, man. I, I, yeah. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I vaguely remember that. Well, I could tell you, but I'm not going to give him a name. So. Oh, well, his name's Killing Card now. Um, well, yeah. Well, he quote tweeted it. Yeah. So pull yes. that up. Can we I love these in? wrestlers getting salty with each other on Twitter. I'm totally in for it. I love the drama. Yeah, so Killian says, excuses are for wussies, in quotes. Hold on, let me just make an excuse as to why I didn't beat my opponents more. Then congratulate me after I place. A little back. Uh, and then the Iowa fans are all, man, these guys, they, they probably went nuts. Uh, they, yeah, they're, they're going to ride for, for Spencer, and rightly so. And then Killian quote tweeted, like, all the Iowa fans coming after yes. him. Yes. It was funny. Yes. It was good. It was, it was I think it was uh, right where you like the trash talk. I think what Spencer said is very fair. It's like, man, you're calling me for stalling down 10. And then he's saying, oh, wait, you're making excuses. That's It's all fair. It's all it's all good. Um, I agree. Spirited trash talk um, in the spirit. Sorry. And yes, that was Bash Mania podcast. Yes, not Russell. Go, ahead, go ahead. And Sorry, listen. Bash. Check out Je- Justin Bash podcast. Um, all right. So that was interesting. And I. it's interesting. So... Interesting segue here from Killian and Spencer makes me reminds me of last week's thing where I was like, "Don't do that! Don't say that! Why are you making him <laughs> mad?" <laughs> Nick Stemmett—he's <laughs> not my favorite hilarious. wrestler. Nick Stemmett went from, "Oh my gosh, what is this dude thinking?" to, "Okay, I love this guy actually now." Because yeah. Nick Stemmett wrestled AJ Ferrari. He got worked. It was not he close. Was trying. Hey, he, he was trying. Hey, he was trying. Okay. He yes. You like cannot he, deny he, that he, he attempted. Hard. Just, not nearly that good. I thought AJ looked fantastic. So agreed. Agreed. I, and um, so, anyways, he loses that match. After, if you don't know, he called out AJ. He said Albert. He instigated AJ. Yes. He instigated the instigator. Okay. He paid. He paid dearly in, in Stanford. But then he he hit his own little reattack here afterwards on Instagram, which was very funny. We'll pull in the Instagram from Nick Stemmett. He said, to all the haters who said I couldn't do it, you were right. <laughs> well said. <laughs> and then his Instagram story might be even funnier, where he said, uh, it's a picture of AJ riding him, and it says, <laughs> it says, wasn't trying, doesn't count. Sunglasses. <laughs> it's the perfect, uh, perfect. perfect post. Very, very. And now he's my favorite wrestler in yeah. Division One wrestling. He's a legend. I, I hardly knew who he was, and now, you know, he's a. Uh, this is the, this is the perfect threshold for trash talk that I'm comfortable with. You know, I don't like the WWE. I don't like it. This is the good spirited trash talk I like. Yeah, stay away from families and religion, and you're good. Yeah, I think there's other things to avoid, but those are that's a good, <laughs> that's a good starting point. Let's see: race, ethnicity, sexuality. There we go. Now we can say anything. Okay. <laughs> now whatever. I'm sure we now can whatever. find something wildly inappropriate within the realm, but, <laughs> but that, you hit the big five. <laughs> yeah, you hit you hit the big five or six there. <laughs> um, 
Uh, okay, fun stuff. Do we want to talk more about that duel? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Oklahoma State <laughs> wrestled Stanford. Oklahoma State won big. A few big takeaways, though. Um, one, AJ, I thought looked really good. Thought Dakota yep. uh, year AJ really then also partied on Stimmett. He had to. Yeah. He had to do he, it. He, he called, um, he said he was Stimmett's daddy and pretty much everybody else's daddy online as well. He has so he is the father of many. We will call him Father Abraham. Abraham James <laughs> Ferrari. Um so AJ looked great. Dakota Gear I thought looked really, really good. Um Dustin Plot had kind of a crazy one with Tyler Eichens, which surprised me. Eichens Sh- is tough. Yeah. Shane Griffin did, um well did did Plot get fixed what was wrong last year? Like is he healthy healthy now? I mean, can you just fix a you shoulder know. like that? I don't know. I feel like shoulders are something like once it continues to come out, yeah. like even if you get surgery, it's never back to. Yeah, I've had a few friends fixed. who've obviously had a positive results from the surgery, but I've also had quite a few friends who had <clears throat> not positive results with the surgery. Last so. year, I'm pretty sure he had a, a pretty giant thing he wore brace, yeah. and he was not wearing yeah brace. Is that the word you're looking for? No, <laughs> something. <laughs> Uh, it's more of a vested structure, oh. but Un- yeah, unfortunately, those labrums—they uh, once they go, they're hard to get back to normal. Yes, so kind of a close match, but yeah, to JD's point, Ishins is tough. Whitlake Griffith was interesting in that Whitlake got off a really nice attack, standing single for a long time, and could not just couldn't plant Griffith, and then Griffith ends up. Kind of uh, controlling the rest of the way. He gets a takedown, wins 4-0. He rides for a while. And Shane Griffith looked really good there. So for Whitlake, though, you're like, man, if I get that – who knows what happens if he gets that finish, right? Yeah, but he didn't. Uh, But I'm saying he got 78% of the takedown. That's something to – that's progress, I think. And you can take that and be like, okay, I can beat this guy. Jaden Abbas looked awesome against G. I didn't think G looked – G looked – like his feet were his feet were moving, and Abbas is a guy who, if you're if you're not really moving, it's going to be really tough. Um, it was not a good night for G. Not a good night for. I, I, but I really did think that was more about Abbas. Um, and then I, I'll take this with this match. I think this match is more about dis, what's up with Desario than what's up with Dayton because I thought Dayton looked fine. I just think Jackson Desario is kind of a revelation on top. I thought he looked really really good with the leg in. I think there's no no concerns for for Dayton. Um, he he looked well, fine. Yeah, this not, is a guy that no trained. not no concerns. You want to be, I mean, I, is Desario ranked? Because if you're Dayton, you probably want to be smashing ranked dudes or unranked dudes. I, I agree. He's he's on the ranked. he's on the bubble. I think I think we'll see Desario work his way into the rankings based sure. on based on that performance. But yeah, I mean, you know, and maybe maybe I'm being overly dismissive of his issues underneath Dayton's, but mm-hmm. um, I just came away really impressed with, with Desario. But, you know, Dayton's yeah. wrestled freestyle since when? Probably yep. March, Long really. Time. So not super concerned. So the top dogs at 133 showed a little bit, just a, a smidge of vulnerability, Roman and Dayton both. Yeah. Well, but so I, but I would say, hold on, can I, can I circle back? Coach Ben's coming out again. Okay, Coach. Um, well, Dayton got ridden for a significant portion of time by RBY in the NCAA yeah. finals. And so if you're Dayton and your goal is to win an NCAA title, you obviously got to get out from everybody. And mm-hmm. so 
yeah any 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 points at time in which you're you're having struggles on bottom or like damn it what the freak i gotta i need to get better at this so um you know that that really although he's obviously great at freestyle the bottom folk style needs to become a point of emphasis if he wants to have as much success as possible in folk style wrestling yeah yeah no so it'll come down to you know who are the the tough riders at 133 that on the high end. Corbin brother. Myers is tough, um, but I don't know if he's a leg. Is it maybe? It's, is it particularly just the leg ride that's giving him trouble? Well, RBY think... didn't leg ride him. Did he he trapped thing. the ankle, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A la Bo Bartlett. A la Bo. Which is also strong in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're not. Philippi is a good rider. Yeah, Philippi. But and it's interesting because we bring up Philippi, and he does have a win over Dayton, but it was not from riding. Really, it was. Uh, yeah. He, he was able to get a takedown. And really, Mickey's not been able to follow that up with, with much. But I thought yeah. Dayton looked good from neutral. Uh, Mastro had a close one against Logan Ashton, which um, I wouldn't have predicted previously. I thought yeah. I would have expected a more dominant win there. So all in all, Oklahoma State looks solid. You know, none of the. Maybe it's just the the takeaway here is early November duels, and they're just that. They're early November duels. And yeah. sometimes there's I'm, things you can glean, and sometimes it's just like, man, it's the first matches, right? Right. You know one thing you brought up uh, a couple weeks ago, though, that I, I this week had me thinking quite a bit about was the 16 qualifiers the NCAs and how much more important these matches would be if that was the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of has me thinking like, damn, that's kind of a good idea because now all these matches would matter more. And that's why people love the college football season because every game matters, right? Don't think, so it, it's relevant. Don't think I would be worried about is then I think we would see a lot more forfeits or guys wrestling in during duels to preserve that spot because it would be so much if you lost yeah yeah i feel like if you started forfeiting though you especially yeah. if so if, i mean obviously if you're a, a top five guy and you forfeit you're likely not going to move that much down but if you're say uh a 12 through 30 guy you like hey i gotta go get some wins because if i yeah. if i don't get these wins man i might be on the outside looking in by the time we come around the conference tournament weekend but the yeah, ducks can't get those wins if the top five guys forfeited and the ducks that we always complain about are rarely the 12 through 20 it's always like the top one through eight guys they're like what he didn't wrestle really i so i don't feel like that's i mean obviously that would be the ones that we care about the most so maybe we notice that the most a good but, point too so like um there was a bunch this weekend i mean i'm just i'm looking at one right now michael mcgee wins a medical forfeit over Brock Hudkins at 133. And that's, uh, so what's that? Number seven versus number 19, right? That did, that didn't happen. But Hudkins um, forfeited? Hudkins forfeited. So there, there's no benefit to him, though. That's He should have, like, there's no risk Correct. in him losing. Well, so I'm saying, but I agree. But if it was top 16, then yeah. top 16 in. Yeah. yeah, Hudkins would be like, shoot, I need to get this win because if I get this win over McGee, that's going to look really good. Plus, it's out of conference, so I probably won't have a chance to lose to him again. Mm-hmm. Let's do it, you know? Yeah, great point. Great point. Yeah. No, I've this- always been on the lower the amount of qualifiers. I mean, train. almost half qualify now. I don't yeah. I don't think that's good. I don't think half the think- teams. Yeah, no, I agree. Aren't we moving up in the amount of teams, though, now? Aren't we to, like, 80 again? Because we've added, uh, you know, Bellarmine and... Presbyterian, Presbyterian and Cal a few Baptist. other ones. 
Yeah, it's out. getting close. I don't think it's. I think it's like seventy four, seventy three, maybe now. Really? I think maybe. Who knows? Where's Jason Bryant at when we need him? Jason Bryant knows everything. New Brighton, Minnesota, I think. New Brighton, Minnesota. Let's go, Jason. Um, other result uh, that you got, I, I believe, I don't know if it was you guys, someone's Instagram had this. Kyle Parko, did you see his pin over Jonathan Milner? I did not. Oh, my God. You you guys need to find it. It was, so it probably wasn't your IG then. I don't know whose IG it was. It was effing tremendous. So he, they're in a leg ride. Uh, Parko kind of almost slides him off. And then he pops up to quad, and Milner's still high. He catches his head, and he, like, tombstones him for the, the pin. It was awesome. Whoa. You guys Parko's need to a see beast. It. All right, we'll yeah. see if we can find it. I don't know where it is. Uh, where the hell was it? Oh, man. It was definitely on Instagram. I just don't know whose Instagram it was on. Well, well that narrows it down. All right. Well, how many, <laughs> how, many, how many people could possibly have Instagram? How many Instagram handles could there be? A uh, little different, but also at the uh, App State Open or Mountaineer Open. Did you see Valencia's takedown? No, I didn't see that one. We can pull this up, Tyler. Yeah. I remember this one. He just makes he just he just made this up. He hits a low low uh, single and just goes at three sixty on the ground. Oh, okay. I know whose Instagram handle it was on. It was on Kyle Parko's Instagram handle. That makes sense. <laughs> I just Kyle searched Parker. it. All right, let's see. Are you finding this? Yeah, I got it here. Nice. Does it start with him in like a mat return type of situation? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, uh-huh. all right. Then, I'll s- Tyler, this is incoming. Milner tries to throw the boots in and gets a little high, and then he pops up the quad, and then and then it's over. Too late. All right, I'm still waiting to see it. Okay, all good. Um, he's he's going to pull it up. Sweet, let's do this. Oh, okay, my gosh. This. this is great. This is insane. Yeah, this, that's what I'm saying. This was awesome. Well, no, so he's good, high. Too. He throws the boots in. And he gets a little high. And then Tombstone. Oh. Pyow! Wasn't this a rematch from like round of 12 last year? I don't know, but that was awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that was... Um, I don't know how we got there. But that Boom! Was uh, I, was looking at, I was looking at results from the F-State Open. And then you brought up one. And then I brought up one. Yes. Okay, so we talked about oh, yeah, they did wrestle in CS last year. Sorry. Um, okay. <laughs> hey, Wolfpack Open. I'm I'm just throwing everything at you right now. Hit me. Um, Nick Renan down to 184. Did I, I guess I, I didn't think we had discussed that, but I was. We, well, I did. I don't understand it at all. Well, I mean, Heidly is there. Like, yeah. So, so that's, is Heidly gonna red shirt maybe, or what? What are we talking? He about doesn't here? have a red shirt. There's no, he's is he hurt. No, I I don't think he's. To me, this says he doesn't not trying to start. Because why well, would maybe, you go? Is he, he going to transfer? I mean, it's like his ninth year. Um, I, I thought he was just going to focus on freestyle, um, but yeah, I, I don't know what. what I have doing. no idea. Yeah. I I when he was coming back, I figured he would be their starter at 197, but now he's 84. So, I have no, I so, don't, I don't understand it. The other thing I, I'm thinking, looking at this tournament, the the Wolf, I know it's their tournament, but damn, NC State's kind of deep. Yes, like, they're yes. good. They're really good. Like you know, so one fifty-seven. They go Ed Scott, Kovacs, and Derek Fields. Like those are three really solid dudes. Uh, 
was it 65? They had two in the, you know, Bullard versus Cates in the finals. Um, man, they, they have a, a really good squad. Yeah, I mean, they're just notoriously some of the best recruiters. They they have great eyes for talent, and they've done a good job of building that. That was something that Hiley was talking about, like how we've got several guys deep at almost every weight class that think they can be the guy and be a, an All-American. And he said that's a big change from even when he got there. And it was yeah, still they, – they were pretty deep even when Hayden got there. Now it's just been you know extended. Now they've got Owen Treffen who – Beating out Deontay Wilson, which is pretty notable. Although Deontay yeah, Wilson, yeah, and, and they have lost. Chase Horn coming in. Yes, yes, Chase Horn. And, you know they they got the the commitment from Coy Biskins, which you know he has his breakout at Super Thirty Two. When previously he was, I, I don't know if he was. I think he might have been completely unranked coming into. Well, it. he he was good. I mean, Grayson beat him in the round of twelve at Fargo. He's been a guy who's been good, but yeah, right. I mean. Grayson kind of handled him in the round of 12 at Fargo, and then, you know, he couldn't beat him. And I think they wrestled in the round of 16 or the quarters at, at Super 32. And then, yeah, Biscuits went on and beat everyone. But those are the kind of guys that NC State has an eye for, that they're on early, and then they have their breakout. And then they're, um, you know, they're, they're, they're also getting big guns. Yeah, uh, too, like Jackson yeah. Arrington, yeah. Singleton. Yeah, yes. Their recruiting class this year is good. Yeah, and then, I mean, 133, Kyrene beat Jarrett Trombley, which I thought was an uh, interesting result also. Yeah, and what have we seen Ryan Jack yet this year? He's in there. He wrestled um, he Ryan 41? Jack, lost to Lachlan McNeil in the finals. Okay, so Jack's yeah. up at 41, which yes. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Steve-O forfeited to Cooper Flynn, though, in the finals. And I wanted to see that match. No, no, no. No, he didn't. Uh, that was a semis because he, he forfeited semis, uh, yeah. Camacho in the third place match. So who did Camacho lose to? Camacho, Camacho forfeited to forfeited. My, Mink. Mink, yeah. And then Flynn beat yeah. Mink in the finals. Which that's... Where is Flynn at? Because he's totally unattached. Hokey, baby. Yeah. Oh, boo. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm kidding. You know I, I have nothing against Virginia Tech. I like nothing to get drop kicked. <laughs> and Flynn lost to teammate um, Francesca. Yes. at the Southeast Open. Mm-hmm. Some uh, some depth down in Blacksburg. Okay, have a good duel this week, Virginia Tech. Ohio State. Yep. Ooh, watch party. We'll be watch partying it up Friday night with that one as Friday well. Friday night. Man, right, I think I'm gonna the fly into Austin for the watch party. Night. I think the craziest duel I've ever seen was uh, Ohio State at Virginia Tech in twenty. That's one where you screamed. Uh, yeah, Zach Epperly. <laughs> uh, it was crazy. Scream like girl. You had to scream. I uh, know. I sounded like a man. I you had to scream because it was. I screamed ca- like a man. Castle was uh, absolutely going nuts. That's where Joey Dance beat NATO. He had a suck back. There was a crazy Josh Demas Sal Mastriani match. Zach Epperly got a pin and tiebreaker. It was like all the things went wrong for Ohio State. This is the year Ohio State won. So it was like 2014-15 season or so. It, it was nuts. Mm. Uh, Jared Hot took down Kyle Snyder at least once, maybe twice. It was crazy. The horseman. Okay. Trip down memory lane. Where to next? Um, oh, I don't know. We'll we'll Let's talk about Cornell. So... Greg D wrestled at 25. He did okay. He lost to Allen from Navy. Josh Saunders. So a lot of this, we're talking about this because we're like, 
We still don't know what Cornell's going to do. Um, is Vito going to be 25 or 33? Is Yanni going to be 41 or 49? And so we're looking is, at other events to see, okay, what does it mean for Cornell? So for v, for Vito's purposes, seeing Greg lose to Jacob Allen makes me think, okay, Greg would probably benefit from one another year wrestling. Jacob Allen's solid guy, but if you're if you're really trying to make a push with Greg, it's probably yeah. not probably more next year than this year. So you get, bring Vito down, and if you're, I don't think Josh Saunders factors factors into the Yanni decision at all. I just don't feel like Cornell has a great option at either forty one or forty nine. That's not Yanni. Yes, so I think you could see Hunter Richards as the forty nine for for Cornell. He's a pretty tough guy, and then use Yanni at. I think Hunter Richards would outscore Josh Saunders. If Saunders at forty one versus him at forty nine, and then you move Yanni to forty one, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I, okay. If either one of those Yanni dudes, forty one. Yeah, if either one of those dudes at NCAs, let's take Yanni out of the picture. Yes. If anyone from Cornell or at forty one or forty nine scored more than like two points in NCAs, I'd be shocked. Yes. Once okay. they get Kellen Russell another year of eligibility, that would be tremendous. That would be Can sick. I don't think he can make the weight. He can make. He, he, you think Kellen Russell can't? He's he's lean. He is lean, yeah. but one forty one lean. Luis sure. Fernandez forfeited out at medical forfeit. These freaking medical forfeits, so annoying. A lot of Head medical weight. issues. Yeah, I mean, they, he you know what they should, you know what they should do? Would... They shouldn't be able to call it a medical forfeit. They should because we're just... just quitting the tournament. So just say forfeit. Yeah. You, you can't forfeit. use the M. Yeah. It's like you can still forfeit, can't use the F. but you we're don't shaming. get the M. It's not medical. It's not medical. You just don't want to do not it. Medical, medical um, forfeit. Ooh, that's that's what the M stands for now. <laughs> yeah, you should get lose lose by submission. Hey, did I'm we gonna, know I'm, Louis Deprez was going up to one uh, one ninety seven? Did we know that? Ding, Deprez. <laughs> um, Deprez. No, I see a Z. It's right there. <laughs> well, there you have it. Um, please uh, tell me how you say phone. Yeah, I did not know he was going up. A phone. Pahoney. Pahoney. I didn't either until he did. Bearcats want to eat. You know? Maybe he'll work his okay. way down, but no, I like 197, even crazier. With Luke yeah. Prey down there, up there, excuse me. So, no, I did not know he was going up. So, for Cornell, I don't take anything from the Jonathan Kalust Bearcat Open in terms of lineup intel other than I think Vito. 25 and I think Yanni 41 <laughs> makes a lot of sense. I I, hope, I really hope that's what we see. And how about selfishly? Speaking of 41, just to add to the insanity, Andrew Lear has apparently looked around and said, "Why don't I just go 41 and just make it even crazier?" Because yeah. now he's down there. He beat Alan Hart. Um, what do you think about that match? I got I got some opinions for you. I mean, Alan d- did Alan. I think Coach Ben should suggest uh, some attacks from Alan Hart because he wrestled. That'll be like ideal. Tennis. Yeah, but, that would uh, be ideal. Alirus <laughs> like, was really retreating in the beginning no, part of overtime. That, yeah, Give he me was retreating. Listen, I saw retreat. That was this. This is the exact thing you yell at Iowa about when they are clamoring for stall calls and when they're just taking right. forward. And it's not pushing's not wrestling. Pushing's not wrestling. I've heard it from Ben. So you need to get. You need to get. A little more. I don't even feel like Alaris was standing his ground in the beginning portion of overtime. So if you want to say prior to overtime, I would say 
Alirus was a significantly more aggressive wrestler. But then we went to overtime, and he already had stalwarting, and he was backing up like that. It was like, whoa. He still took, like, the oh. only shot of overtime. It only took the only shot, but it took a while to get that going. And then Hart put him in a bad position, and then I don't know what the hell Hart was doing because once he once that, that started the scramble, I don't know, we can't, probably can't watch the scramble. Um, can we watch it? It's on Mizzou's page. Can we watch it or no? All right, you got to go to bat for us if they get mad. I'll yell at them. Don't worry. Let's let's pull it up. It's uh it's on Mizzou Wrestling uh, Facebook. Facebook, uh, but they have the whole duel. They don't have it chopped up into matches. JD can find it, but why don't you describe the scenario? Okay. There were a couple of scrambles. There was one where yeah, I but thought they were in a crackdown scenario, and it looked like Allen had was, the ankle trapped, and he could have scooted a little bit, but he kind of stopped. Um, no, it was just yeah. Uh, you know, Alaris did a good job of getting his shoulder, and we called it ask a question, and really so. At that point, if he were to try to continue to force himself behind, it would, it would he would put himself in a worse position. So he he was in a, a solid position, but he kind of smartly um, didn't continue to force there. But then in overtime, yeah, I hope we get to watch this because he puts himself in a Dude, relatively good <laughs> situation, and then he just like hangs on and, and, as opposed to changing his position as Alirez goes behind for the the winning takedown. I well, see. I saw that scenario a little differently. I I only watched Let's it this watch morning, it. but I thought he was in really really deep, and there was just no no options for. No, for he definitely there. puts himself in a good situation and then hangs on too long. If we if we pull it up, I'll I'll kind of walk yeah. us through it. I also thought with with Alirus down at forty one, I was impressed with his ability to get away from Hart because Hart got Hart's really was, good on yes. top. He had the leg kind of in, and he was able to able to get out. I was. I was impressed with him. Uh, I thought he looked good. Yeah. So we've got the clip here. Um, okay. Can we zoom in by a chance? Because those are guys that are really small. Yeah. No. And and the lighting wasn't great. Maybe. Mizzou, can you work on your lighting, Mizzou? So are right, yeah we you can right. you can switch over to the big yeah, there we go there we go okay narrate here boom well this is uh Alaris backing up as i alluded to earlier and kind of he's, he's evading he's moving backwards a lot he's centered up there okay, now he's boom, in deep on the okay so hold on right here so freeze right there um so he's trying to sit the corner and then he gets his hips up on top and so this is okay so just if you rewind like two seconds so as he tries to sit the corner and then pops his hip back up on top i don't know why he continued to hang on to the crotch lock because at this point, he had put himself in a relatively good situation if he just switches to the near side. So right, okay, there, and now he pops up here, right here. He's in a uh-huh. freeze right there. He's in a pretty good situation, but he continues to hang over the far side on the crotch, which then means there's no there's no pressure to Alirez as it would be Alirez's right side of his body. Yeah. So if he would just switch his hands now back to the other side, he's going to be able to probably slide off of either slide off of or attack a Chirella position on Alirez, but he continues to hang on to the far side, which gives Alirez the corner here. I, I just don't know what he was thinking. If, if So, I mean, if his strategy was to give Alirez the corner, then he would want to drop down and try to pass the leg to, you know, Hart's right side, but he doesn't. He keeps hanging on to the crotch, which is yeah. like WTF. I, yeah, now I, that you say that, I don't understand what he was doing. He's so there was a lot of possibilities for him, and he chose the worst one. Yeah, well, he'll learn from it, I'm sure. I I think he. The bottom line is, you got it. He he's a pretty good finisher when he gets in, but he didn't give himself any opportunities. Yeah. Um. 
And I give credit to I give credit to Alirez. I just thought he looked like the better guy. And that's a big win for him. Yes. As Alirez has been a guy who <coughs> looks really good but fails to earn those style. really big wins, right? It's like it's all about like the theoretical, like what he could be. And this is the first time I he's like really got a top ten win on the NCAA scene that I can remember. So now he'll be able to climb the ranks, but it's a it's a brutal weight, and he's one of those true wild cards at, at the weight class where you're like, man, you do not want to get this guy in your you know round of sixteen match because he's going to be a, a tough out, yeah. no doubt. And if he's but, if his mat game's that tough, it's even more complicated. Man, if you're Andrew Alirez and you're looking at these rankings, though, unless you're a tiny tiny forty nine, I just can't foresee why you would go down to 141 it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense maybe he's yes. tiny i don't know uh yeah i talked to nickerson um at u23s and Alirus approached him about the idea and said he just wasn't walking around like was walking around pretty much 49 like it, yeah. this isn't really much of a cut like this should be his weight class although then you know you start to think, well, where do you have a better chance? <laughs> the rumor, the rumor always was Alir is not that big at forty. Well, he wrestled sixty-five yeah. kilos, you know, which is one forty-three and change. Yes, um, yeah. So he's not he, he's not particularly big. So I guess it makes sense. Other than man, it's a brutal weight class. But maybe he felt like he was getting horsed a little at forty-nine. I don't know. Um, yeah. But either way, we, we like I like watching Andrew a lot. I think he's a hammer. Yes. So I'm slick. excited to see him. Why not add to the insanity at 141? I mean this this Why weight not? this weight is a wild card. This weight is reaching just preposterous status. If Yanni goes, if Yanni doesn't go, yes. it's just really, really, really. How good. does it stack up to 133? Uh, what year was that? 2018, well, we, I think. 18. Yeah, I mean we kind of discussed this as as there's more really high level freestyle results at 141. Um, but I don't think people view it as deep as 133 a few years ago. Yeah, I don't. Man, one 133 a couple years ago with one by Nick Suriano, Dayton Fix, Seth Gross was in. Was that a Gross year? Was that the year Gross was uh, hurt? <laughs> I think he was in that bracket, or was he hurt that year? I think he might have been hurt that year. Well, let's see. 2018 was the year he made the NSA finals, and then 2019 he was hurt, and then 2020 he wrestled. And yeah, right? Mm, I Correct. don't know. He won for sure. Right. So maybe it was 2019. 2019 was the toughest 133 year. Yes, I think so. But then Seth didn't end up wrestling that season because he wanted because he wanted yeah. to transfer to Wisconsin. Um. Or injured, whatever, whatever they're saying, whatever. They're saying. Well, you know, uh, you said it, not me, Christian. You said it, not me, but you know, well, it might be a little bit of truth to that. Yeah, I mean, come on, we can use common sense there. Um, that's not what I. Yeah, whatever. Uh, let's see. Okay, I've, I got the bracket up. Twenty nineteen. So we got. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I'm, so it's it's fix Suriano. Michich, Pletcher, Philippi, Lezak, DeSanto, Santo. Uh, Roman. Roman's the 10 seed, Ernesti's the 8, who's the 9? Nine? 9's Charles Tucker. I'm, bro, I'm, I, this way it's great. I'm choosing 141. Better. I'm choosing 141 right now. 
41's better. If Gross had went that year, he he definitely launches it into a different strata. But and I think he wrestled a couple matches. He did. And then decided he, did. he wanted to go somewhere else. <laughs> now, I've, now I've said it. Now Ben's only going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I opened the door accidentally. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. So, dude, that was – I mean, this is a great bracket. But, uh, I mean, Tariq Wilson also at 11. Yeah, Tariq yeah. the Freak. So, yeah, but this, this – it's a different level with 141. 141 this year with Yanni, it enters it enters the 2008-149 conversation. I'm not putting it yeah. there, but it, the conversation. Well, I, I think the most convincing thing here, Christian, is that all these guys, uh, to me, the, the difference. So if we look back at that 133 bracket, yeah, um, those guys were like, er, they were great, but they were earlier in their career. Fix was, I, I believe, a freshman, Soriano. Who knows what year of eligibility he was, but he wasn't super old. DeSanto, super young. RBY, young. Michich, again, he's been in college eight years, so I don't know where his eligibility was. Philippi was young. And now we look at this 141 bracket. Nick Lee's a super senior. Iron is a super senior. Super duper senior. We have a couple super duper seniors. Michich is the oldest senior that has ever existed. He's a senior citizen. No one's been in their eighth year of college wrestling ever. It's never existed, and now with Stevon Michich, it does. And then Yanni, I don't know. He's old. I don't know what year he's in. But they're all, like, at the end of their careers, which I think adds to it. Yanni's a, a junior. But Somehow. it's his – What year is he in? Well, he had two Olympic red shirts. Yeah, so – Vita's yeah. just a sophomore. So they're all super it. old. <laughs> yes. I love it. Two more years of the the Yanni Vito show. Love to yeah, see. I mean, it. it's so crazy to think like Dom Dimas, as good as we, as high as we were on him for a minute, he's all the way down at fourteen. I think he needs to move up. I think it's the cut. Wait, Jess. Yes. I, I mean, it, it probably can't hurt at this point for him to move up. The thing is, they got more at forty nine, so it's not exactly the most seamless transition for Dom. Not ideal for the team. Yeah. Not ideal. Okay. Let's go to a couple questions. Um, let's do that right now. Will Ben ever open an AWA in his homeland? Question mark. AWA Des Moines has a nice ring to it. Okay, listen. I was born in Cedar Rapids, not Des Moines. <clears throat> wow. Um, born in the shadows know. of Carver Hawkeye. <laughs> I only lived there, I believe, till I was three years old. Although it may have been four, I don't formative know exactly. years. My parents moved to Cincinnati for like wow. I think a year or eighteen months, maybe, and then we moved to Wisconsin, in which we lived in one house, and then I so I know this. We moved into the house I lived in my entire childhood in August of '91, so I would have just turned seven. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I consider Wisconsin home. I know I was born in Iowa. And my parents both lived in Iowa, and their families live in Iowa. I don't consider it home. Sorry, guys. It's a very funny thing with that because I remember this before I even <laughs> knew you. Everyone, yeah. it was on the Iowa boards all the time that you were born in <laughs> Iowa. It's like how would people know that? It's like not like you ever went to school there. It's sort of a, it's so random. It's like weird. the amount yeah, of homework. maybe you said it somewhere, but it was. Often brought up, it's like, yeah, he's from he's an Iowan. He's from Iowa, born in Iowa. They take a lot of state pride. 
Were you born in Iowa, James? Ames, Iowa. Wow. Ames, wow. Congrats. Congrats nice. to Ames. Okay. But will, okay, listen. Maybe it's your homeland, maybe not. Who's to say? Will you ever expand uh, across state borders? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I would intend on doing that at some point. Uh, I, think, I, I think Austin's going to beat Iowa, though. I would love to. Uh, what are we waiting for? I told you. Well, you know, I, I told you that eventually. Um, it's not yet. Listen, come to come <laughs> to mer- merge with the outlaws. You're a common outlaw. Outlaws. In your own way. Listen, I know the outlaws. I know uh, who who runs the Outlaws Club. I don't know them. Uh, well, I'm not, I put all the names out there, but uh, you know, you can't say the name of the coach. Well, it's Coach Sheamus, Coach Sheamus Burke, Mike Mal's a Sheamus coach. Sheamus O'Brien isn't he in the WWE? <laughs> no, no, it's not Sheamus O'Brien from the WWE. Not that I know who that is. It could be that guy. I don't think this guy was in the WWE. He's got. Um, he's got. It's a good uh, club, man. It? The club is full. Nice. You could do a little merger there, a little collab. A little collab. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, I, I would think uh, I would think if you ran things right in Texas, there's probably uh, an urge for great wrestling because there's not as much of it at this point, and there, there could be a lot more of it. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I think we've seen that in Wisconsin is in the area that we're in. So we have three of them based around the Milwaukee area. We have north, south, and west. The amount of kids who are wrestling in the offseason has went exponential in the last 10 years. You know, we've greatly expanded the population. And a lot of people have the issues with kids wanting to wrestle more and they should play three sports. But it's like, hey, listen, if some kids want to wrestle, we're giving them the opportunity to wrestle. Our rooms are here year-round. So I think, yes, eventually we'll be in Texas. Outlaws are open year-round too. Pew, pew. Nice. Uh, okay. See, great synergy. It's just a question. Will Love Ben it. do it? Will you make the walk? I don't know. They say you're too scared to come to Texas. Well, a lot of people think. I love, I love Texas. They love freedom down there, so I love them. We do. We love it. Um, okay, next question. Where do we want to go here? Um, oh, I does Michael Beard transfer? Question. Does Michael Beard transfer? That's interesting. I don't think so. Um, I, but does, how, how, Bert, Dean has two years left? Yes. Man. Here's That's... here's here's my thought. I mean, one, it, I mean, if Beard's like, I have to start, I want to start, they're like, okay, so start here. Win your spot um, is an option. Two, I remember talking with, with Sean Bormet about this because it was a, at a time when, well, not that time is currently now, but a couple years ago, they just had a bunch of good dudes and they had some really good guys that weren't starting. And I was like, how do you how do you keep those guys at bay? That How do you keep them on, in the fold? He's like... We really – they feel invested in – we really make a point to make them feel like they're a part of the team and we really yeah. work to improve them and blah, blah, blah. And so he's like – so they feel valued. So they don't want to leave because they like it here. And I'm sure that at the at the best programs that's happening. I'm sure that's probably happening at Penn State and Beard's like, yeah, why would I leave? I remember everyone was asking this about Shakur Rashid. Why don't you transfer? Why don't yeah. you go back when he was in thing? And Anthony yeah. Kassar. Has, has anything good Kassar ever beat... transferred out of Penn State? Suriano. The curse. Suriano. Um, G- uh, for right? Clearing just did. Yeah. He, was, he wasn't even a qualifier. He was not really. Re- not really. That has not happened very often. So Yeah. I'd say I, it doesn't happen. But I'd say it doesn't happen. 
Yeah, I mean, I said, and I and I get the reasons why. If I was an advisor to Michael Beard, though, mm-hmm. I would say let's you know if he's not gonna if he's not gonna beat Max Dean, I would think he should strongly consider going somewhere else. And, and I understand that it's probably unlikely, but that's kind of you got to give yourself opportunities to start. And if it's just not working out, it's not working out. Do you think? But here's the is Beard just gonna. Back. Yeah, is he gonna say, "Oh, I guess I can't beat him. There's no way." And if you're, if you're, if you're, KO, well, wrestling's wrestling styles, Christian. And so, if yeah, maybe maybe Max Dean is just clearly better because of a stylistic matchup. But if Michael Beard were to end up on the other side of the bracket or something, maybe Max Dean loses to someone, and Michael Beard's able to beat that person. I mean, that's right. That's happened a lot. Yes. Um... I my my bet is he does not transfer. I think they keep him Maybe in the he fold. He goes Bubba. He does the Bubba route. Oh yeah, Bubba was a, <laughs> Bubba was a pretty prominent there transfer. Um, yeah, I mean, I just think I and I know and I, I know how you guys, I know how you were describing it, and I know how Kale has been able to make you know Kassar, Shakur, those guys feel. And I listen, I get that side of the argument. I'm not I'm not saying that's wrong, but I will also say there's something to. You know, giving yourself an, he he would have the opportunity to be a four time All American, um, and it is, again, if it's clear that he cannot beat Max Dean, you know he's gonna have the maximum two time All American. And I know, obviously, you would the college coaches would argue, well, the ultimate prize is the NCAA championship. Yeah, but you're if you're also that good, you're giving yourself three more chances at, at winning an NCAA championship. But sometimes it just tra- takes the breaks falling right for you to do that. Yeah, you think of someone like uh, like Bryce Meredith. You know, great example. He was, he was at NC State. It was going to be a battle for him to beat Kevin Jack. Jack places a true freshman. It's like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to start there. Yeah. Then he goes to Wyoming, makes the NCAA finals that year. But yeah, and was a three-time All-American. Yeah, and a, yeah, a monster. So yeah. that that can happen too. So I think too. I think there's no clear answer. I I think people in this in this case, a lot of them want to be in. One of two camps, which is you got to be loyal to your team, stick around, show you're the best guy on the squad, and then you if you start, you can be a national champ because that's the goal, anyways. And then there's this, the, you know, the other side that says, "Listen, go go get your starting spot. If you want to be an All American in NCAs, you have to be able to wrestle at the qualifiers because if you can't wrestle the qualifiers, you can't be an All American anyways." Um, and I, and, you know, I think there's validity to both sides. I think I get I get a little annoyed when two people. I, you know, I kind of made fun of them when people go too hard the one direction. Mm-hmm. I, I get a little annoyed, I, but I, I definitely see it, right? Because we had that, say, Tom Bradley, Mark Ellis. We had the situation at Missouri, and obviously it's worked out for Anthony Kassar. So I see that side, but I see the other side also. Yeah, I think the the it's easy to – I think for – Kale's not going to want Beard to transfer. He's going to want him to stay, I would imagine, right? You, you have a talented guy like that that's proven he can place. Yeah. You don't want to lose him. So it's like, all right, Michael, where do you think you're going to become the best version of yourself wrestling? How are you going to get the yeah. best? You think it's at a different place other than Penn State? And Beer's going to have a hard time refuting that pitch, yeah. right? It's yep. going to be hard for him to say, I'll get better at a different place. Correct, yeah. Okay. Um, next question. Would a no contest added to the record be a good way to solve the medical forfeit problem? Probably not. That would be interesting, though, because then you get to see how many matches dudes ducked out of. Because if they were like 34 and 
three and seven, you'd be like, whoa, this dude ducked out of seven matches this year. Yeah. And like if you don't if you don't wrestle in a duel, obviously that wouldn't be a no contest, but when you enter a tournament and then you choose not to finish, I think there is something to be said for dudes who do that a lot. So like if you had six no contests because you you ducked out of three tournaments, man, that, that uh yeah. I, I I would be interested to to for someone to count that metric. Yeah. I don't know if it solves the problem or not, but it would at least bring it would bring more attention to that problem because it is so annoying when dudes. Die. I mean, like the guys who are making the semis and then forfeiting out is so annoying because it's like on the other side of that coin. Uh, let's take Luis Fernandez because mm-hmm. he made the semis. Whoever made the semis opposite him, and then whoever made the third place match, they're obviously pretty good, and they likely won those early matches relatively easy. And so they came to the tournament to get the good matches. Mm-hmm. And now because you decide you don't want to wrestle, they are, you know, they don't get two matches, right? So the semi guy doesn't get to wrestle someone good. And the third place guy doesn't get to wrestle someone good. That's annoying. That's annoying. If you want to get good matches and then dudes ain't showing up, that that's hard. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. We're trying to solve it. Um, next question. How about Luke Serbert coming in at heavyweight for the Cowboys? He's got four years of eligibility to pack on some salt. I thought he looked pretty good. I think he might be all right. Um, bulk job it. Bulk job him. We'll see where he is in four four years or so. Um, and, I mean, he beat Harris, who was round of 16 or 12. Last year, definitely qualified. He was that high? Really? He... He definitely won. I'm pretty sure he's round twelve. Yeah. Oh yeah, we. I was complaining about. I was complaining about this how bad he was, and then uh, how he made it far at the NCAA tournament. Yeah, just got dunked yeah, on. Round of twelve. Ward Romans wants to know if the Princeton Iowa duel is being broadcasted. I believe. I would assume so. Something. It's that Big Ten campus, so something Big Ten. Um. Big Ten Plus or Big Ten Network. I don't think it's on TV, so you you will need a subscription to watch that. You can. Watch along with us on the on the watch party. Um, anything else? Where does Reese Humphrey place at Midlands at 157? Is he going to go? Is this a thing? Is this a thing? Because this is going to be very different from the Veteran World Championships. Um, this could be a lot, lot harder. Um, yes. But I would say he's going to have a hard time. Good. But that's big for him. You remember big. he wrestled 134 or 132 or whatever that weight class he's was. Made a world style? team at 60. And sixty one. Yeah, it's one thirty. It's one thirty two. Like that's he's good, but damn. I mean, it depends how good the field. Like if the dudes aren't really good, they're probably not going to beat him. But I feel like Reese is going to have a hard time going up that much weight and beating, say, a top ten guy. Um, you know, uh, Quincy Monday, Caleb Young. Those are I think those are two teams who are likely going to be there. Maybe Will Luan. Like I think they'll be competitive matches, but it's going to be tough being that far up in weight. Yes, for sure. Okay. It doesn't look like he's that much bigger. I, I see him on my Instagram. He looks pretty small, lean. Well, he he, he stays say. lean. Stays lean. Some guys, you know, they get out of college and they pack on a couple. Some guys just stay, keep that shred. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, get, sure. I'm getting a little leaner. Are you getting there? Where are you at? Where are you tipping the scales at, bro? Low 190s. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a little smaller still. Okay, what's the ideal walk around weight for Ben Asker and the coach? Like, well, one one eighty five is uh nice and nice and that's lean enough for me. Lean enough, <laughs> lean enough. I don't need to be shredded like Reese, but I, you know, I want to be a little <laughs> leaner. 
That's I'm my not goal. sure if that was ever an option, but um, oh, oh. We got, that sounds like a challenge. I'm, I'm okay, do it. Humphrey shredded. What would you guys do? What would you guys do if I showed up looking like F and Reese Humphrey all shredded? And, and Listen, whatnot? when you made 163, you I just don't think your body can look like that. If you did, um, well, I, I was pretty lean when I made 163. I no, was, you were uh, lean. You were lean, but I you didn't, didn't look quite like Reese Humphrey. <laughs> or maybe right. Reese Humphrey didn't look quite like you. Strong. Boom. Well, he, maybe he's not Boom. that strong. I'm not saying which physique is better. I'm just saying, you know, which is, uh, you know, in a bodybuilding competition, which may rate better, right? Um, yeah, you know, I just don't have that. I, I can't get, like, the, the like big big old pecs, you know. Yeah. I can't get that. I got some nice shoulders, though. Get a lot of, you need to do a lot of You're dips. just a shoulder guy living in an ab man's world. <laughs> I actually, I've been, ha- I've been having a lot of elbow issues on my left side, so I've been doing a lot of tricep work. You know, trying awesome. to get the triceps stronger so I don't have get those kickbacks, elbow issues. The dips. Get some kickback. I've been doing a lot with uh, the bands, high, high volume. So uh, I try <laughs> wow. to toughen up a little bit. Nice, nice. I'm not okay. to get on Reese Humphrey's uh, uh, weight plan. We'll see. Yeah, if you get if you get within 75 percent of a Reese Humphrey physique, I don't know. I'll <laughs> I'll do something. To, we'll throw you a pizza party. Pizza party. There we go. Okay. Yeah, you you know you get like super it. thin, and then you eat a bunch of pizza and tacos. It'll be perfect, and we'll get you right back, and we can re- repeat the challenge. All right, yeah, hmm. let's let's get the heck out of here. Very fun day, very fun weekend of wrestling with more fun. Of I am loving this so actual fun. season stuff. It's so great, real wrestling season. Lucky us. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow on Taco Wednesday. A great day here in Austin, Texas. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, JD. Thank you so much to you for listening so faithfully and consistently. 721 episodes. Holy cow. We really did it. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Goodbye.